0: The future is now in St. Louis as Mason Wynn continues to show why he'll be the Cardinals' shortstop for many years to come. This is Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there Cardinals fans, I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou, and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. If you want the visual aspect of Locked On Cardinals, you can find us on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. So when trying to stay positive and talking a, in a pleasant way about the St. Louis Cardinals since the trade deadline, the one thing that we keep coming back to is how much fun it will be or how it was going to be so much fun to watch the younger players in this organization get a chance to grow right before our very eyes at the major league level, finally. Because it's not as easy as you think to go watch a game in Memphis or to watch the the, the Springfield team or any of these guys on minor league television like you can go do it but most people aren't going to. You want to see them in the major leagues, right? And in a normal cardinal year the team would usually be fighting for a playoff spot and would more than likely be leaning on the veterans on the roster to play each and every day. And if that had been the case this year you'd still see Paul De Young over there at shortstop. You would Yes, the same Paul DeYoung that has been traded to Toronto, then released, signed by the Giants, then released. The Cardinals would have kept him and played him. And you know it's true. (laughs) And this is not a knock on Paul DeYoung. It's just how the Cardinals do business. They would have had that dude out there on the field. The guy can't keep a job for any other team that's in the playoff hunt. But he would have been on the Cardinals. Bet your bottom dollar he would have been there. Uh, the trades of Flaherty and Montgomery from the rotation, those wouldn't have happened. Although looking back, the Flaherty deal, that one's working out kind of nice considering he's now in the bullpen for Baltimore because he just really hasn't produced very well for them. Uh, Chris Stratton, Jordan Hicks, they'd still be here. I kind of wish they still were. Uh, maybe even hennessy's Cabrera. We're going to have updates on how all of those guys are doing, by the way, uh, a little bit later in the show. We'll do that in segment two. But these moves that took place because the team as a whole were so bad together, opened up windows for younger guys to play. Now Jordan Walker was always going to play. He got sent down for a little bit. I thought that was silly. Should have just kept him up. Whatever. He ended up back up on the major league roster and they played him every day. Uh but Mason Wynn, Zach Thompson, Dakota Hudson, Matthew Libertor, uh, Drew Rahm, today's starter, although Things are not going well in San Diego. Uh, currently in the top of the sixth, it is nine to nothing. The Padres are just housing the Cardinals today, so not a whole lot of fun watching that one. So I decided to do this podcast instead. Um, but those guys wouldn't be in the starting rotation. You know, they'd likely be filling in as a starter here and there, or in the bullpen, and really not getting this long a look in the rotation like they are. Uh, guys like Richie Palacios. What do we even know who the heck that is? if they were in a playoff hunt right now. Jose Fermin, uh, Luke and Baker have all benefited from this and from you know injuries that have opened up more playing time here at the end of the season. I mean, if you look at the injured list right now, you got a bevy of all-stars sitting over there. Nolan Arnato Nolan Gorman, Wilson Contreras, Tyler O'Neal, Dylan Carlson, Alec Burleson, Brendan Donovan, all done. So now the young guys have a chance to showcase their talents and get some major league experience in the process. Now things have not been easy for Mason Wynn. Okay. Let's not pretend that Mason Wynn just is lighting it up. You know, he's not at the plate. He's hitting 178 going into Sunday's game and his first 100 at bats in the big leagues, a far for a far cry from the damage that he was doing down at triple a and at double a before that. Um, But you're seeing growth. You are seeing growth. And that's what the most important thing here is. You know, the, the talent, he, the speed of the game at this level, it's he's starting to get used to it. It's starting to click a little bit. And I, I just love watching him. My favorite thing that I, I love watching him do right now offensively is take the ball the other way. It's a lost art. Not a lot of people do it. And Mason Wynn is getting really, really good at that. And then he gets on base, and uh, eventually he's going to be able to start using that speed on the base paths even more. Only a couple stolen bases thus far. But in August... Mason Win had 41 plate appearances and went seven for 41 with five singles, two doubles, an RBI, 10 strikeouts, and zero walks. None. Not a single walk. Accumulated, that's a 171 batting average. 171 on base percentage. 220 slugging, 390 OPS. So pretty bad. Pretty bad. That's not That's not good at all. But it's okay. It's okay. We're not in a playoff hunt. You can let him struggle and get used to things at his own speed. It's okay. He's getting his first taste of big league pitching. You got to remember this kid is, is, is not like he's a 25-year-old coming up, man. He's a baby, you know? He's, he's 21. You know, this wasn't unexpected that he would struggle a little bit at the major league level. In fact, he said it. At each level, he struggles at the very beginning getting used to things and then he turns it on. And that's kind of what's happening now. Now in September, 70 plate appearances coming into Sunday, and things are getting better. Again, not lighting up the world better, but better. You're seeing progression 11 for 60, nine singles, two home runs, seven RBIs, 10 strikeouts, but seven walks. 183 average, not great. 265 on base percentage, not great. 283 slugging, not great. <laughs> OPS, not great, but better than what he was. And that's what you want to see. You want to see changes happening that are in a positive direction. Again, not anything that screams superstar, but he's walking more, hitting for more power, which shows, at least to me, that he's getting used to major league pitching and seeing the ball better and has a better understanding of what the pitchers at this level are trying to do to get him out. And he's adjusting to all of that. And that's great to see. Defensively, he's been solid. I would say a way better than solid. I mean, I think he's I think he's shown <laughs> a, a pretty good day where he's gonna be a pretty darn good shortstop over the years. Only one error and 128 chances. Now currently he's a minus one in defensive run saved above average. Again, getting used to the speed and where he needs to be here at the major league level. But the arm has obviously come into play multiple times on double plays since he's been brought up. He's made smart decisions where he's gotten to certain balls that have been hit on the infield, but instead of trying to make a crazy throw and really, you know, rifle that ball across the infield and maybe have a chance of getting the guy, he's putting the ball in his pocket, not trying to make an error. He's being smart which is good. Put his ball, put the ball in the pocket a few times, instead of trying to unleash some crazy throw that could end up being an error and then advance that runner. And then you really got some trouble. So he's just been really, really steady over there. And he looks more and more comfortable. We saw it in spring training too, how good he looked on the infield, not only at short, but at second base too. So uh, always nice to be able to have that versatility. The future of Mason Wynn looks very bright. In my eyes, it looks very, very bright And he and Jordan Walker both showed off a bit on Saturday uh, offensively and defensively. You know, when made a couple of those really nice plays, specifically uh, the one on Xander Bogart stands out to me. That was that was a beautiful play where he went into the hole and, you know, backhanded it and came up just just throwing and just threw a seed. Bouncer, boom, right on target to Paul Goldschmidt. It was fantastic. robbing him of a hit. And then you had Walker robbing a home run in right field didn't make the catch but used the big frame that he's got out there brought the ball back had the whereabouts to find the ball and then throw that into second base on an absolute line and I don't even think he threw it as hard as he could he looked like he was just trying to be accurate just it was like 90.8 I think is what statcast had that throw at and guns Campusano out at second base by I don't know 10 feet <laughs> it wasn't even close of course Walker still has a lot of work to do in the outfield it's a it's a work in progress here in year one I mean he made an error today already that was uh, quite costly early on in that first inning but he now has eight assists on the year which is tops on the team offensively on Saturday one for five with a run score but he gets that hit in the 11th inning setting up the big game winning inning he's now up to 274 coming into Sunday with 16 bombs 48 ribbies while Mason wins, two-run single in the seventh inning on Saturday gave the Cardinals the lead before going on to win the game in extra innings. You got the sacrifice flies by Richie Palacios, Andrew Kisner, RBI single by Luke and Baker. Do you guys think Luke and Baker has a future with this team next year? Well, what happens to Luke and Baker? Is he going to be the right-handed bat bench? Like, what are they going to do with him? I, I'm very curious about that because now that he's getting more at bats, he's starting to look a little bit better up there, but um, I'm, I'm very curious what they're going to do with him. Anyways, the growing pains will continue into next season for all of these young players, including Jordan Walker and Mason Wynn specifically, who are set to be, at least in my eyes, set to be stars in the making right now. These are going to be two of the building blocks of your franchise, You've got the veterans right now. Goldie's back again. Arenado still under contract for a while. Wilson Contreras is going to be here for a few more years. And then you've got them too as the next big guys along with Nolan Gorman. And then who knows what what, what happens with Lars Newbar? Does he take another step forward? Does Brendan Donovan keep going up the way he did? So um, the future looks good. It looks good. It's not great yet. we got to figure out what we're going to do with this pitching staff. But – I'm just glad to see that at least with the time that they've had this downtime at the end of the season, these young guys have gotten a, a jump start on things for 2024. We're going to check in on the X's next. Guys like Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Hicks. Oh, my God. How good has this guy been in Toronto? We'll talk about it next on Lockdown Cardinals. Now, I've been talking to you about bird dogs, the shorts, since what, the spring? we started talking about it then and a lot of you guys have jumped on board and have picked up some of these game changing shorts for yourselves and i'm sure you're loving them i don't know why you wouldn't cuz they're fantastic but for those of you who have not made the jump yet not exactly sure what you're waiting on but uh you ought to get these and the reason why you should get them is because they are the most comfortable and best looking shorts that you can get on the market and my favorite thing about them is the versatility that these shorts offer I mean, I wear them for all sorts of occasions. It doesn't matter whether I'm not. I'm uh, shopping with the wife. Okay, you gotta you gotta make a target run, right? <laughs> Stuff like that, going grocery shopping, wife. But you don't want to look like a slob, you know. You don't want to look like you just came from the gym. So you throw on the bird dogs, you look great. They're good enough to wear to lunch or dinner with friends and family, like nice restaurants. They, you, you, I'm telling you, for all occasions. My favorite place to wear them, though, is the golf course. Outdoor activities specifically, but golf course, you know, you have to, uh, you know, watch your kids play soccer here in the fall. Um, put on the bird dogs for it. You're going golfing with the boys. Just went golfing, did a charity event on a Friday morning. Had these bad boys on right here. These specific ones, these gray bird dogs right here. They got the lining inside of them, which I know it kind of looks like a swimsuit. And it's kind of the idea but it's not like that weird netting thing that's inside swimsuits. It's way more comfortable. It keeps you nice and cool and keeps everything where it needs to be. So uh, bird dogs, man, if you haven't tried them yet, you should, they fit way better than regular shorts because regular shorts are made with that stiff restricting cotton, which is uncomfortable. So bird dogs, that's what you need to get your hands on. If you're a, a sweatier person, Bird dogs are perfect. You know, they got the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps cool and dry all day long. Stop wasting time. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Enter promo code locked on MLB at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Today's episode also brought to you by DoorDash. If you need fresh groceries for the week but don't have the time to go to the store, try grocery delivery from DoorDash. I have so many neighbors that use DoorDash for this. You get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers, too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So sit back, enjoy quality groceries, just like you picked them yourself. And if you want even more value, you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee. So zilch, nothing, nada. On all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutions, right in the app, and best in class customer support. DoorDash deliveries gro- delivers your groceries exactly how you want them, fresh and on time. <laughs> Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code locked on MLB at checkout, limited time offer, terms apply. Again, that's 50% off. 50%. Off up to 20 bucks, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONMLB. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONMLB for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. The Cardinals are headed to Milwaukee next. They'll uh, start that series up on Tuesday. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Leave your comments on YouTube. And, of course, you can hit me up on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call. And anytime you guys write me, uh, more times than not, I'm going to hit you back. (laughs) Anytime you want feedback, always welcome and encouraged. Appreciate all of you guys for uh, chiming in and thinking about me. so we know the Jack Flaherty story, right? We, we talked about that earlier uh, this, this past week. I think it was on Thursday we did that. Um, he's now in the bullpen for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, one appearance still thus far coming into Sunday. Two winnings, zero runs, three hits, two strikeouts. Paul DeYoung released by the Giants this week. His season's over. Um, is the career over? Probably not. I'm sure somebody will give him like a minor league deal in the offseason. season. But um, tough end of the season there for Paul DeYoung, who goes from the Cardinals, Toronto, San Francisco, thinking that he's got to be on these playoff teams, and then they let him go as well. So uh, you hate to see it for Paul E.D., but you understand when you see the production. Uh, Let's talk about Jordan Hicks, though. Jordan Hicks has been on a heater, my friends. Uh, Jordan Hicks, since the trade, 2-2, ERA, 2.14 over 21 innings, four saves, seven holds, 20 strikeouts. But wait, it gets better than that. in September he is 1-0 with four holds, has not given up a run yet in nine and two-thirds innings with 10 strikeouts. He has been amazing for Toronto so much that the people in Toronto are saying, we're not letting this guy go, are we? Like, we're going to resign him and keep him here, yeah? Which is what I wanted the Cardinals to do, but they had other ideas and uh, decided that they're going to trade him and you know Jordan Hicks wants to test the market. Who can blame him? And he is lighting it up. So um, more power to him. Uh, how about his partner in crime, Henesis Cabrera? Since heading north to Toronto, we know uh, Henny had had been uh, had some struggles in St. Louis. Well, in Toronto, one and zero six holds one blown save, but an ERA of two point five three. Eighteen Ks over twenty one and a third innings. He had one really bad outing on September eleventh against the Rangers, where he gave up four runs. On two hits, he walked three of that in just two thirds innings. So that obviously bloats a reliever's numbers pretty badly. But outside of that, he's been, been fantastic for the team. Uh speaking of the Rangers, Jordan Montgomery, four and two, 2.92 ERA over 10 starts, 61 and two-thirds innings. His last three starts, Jordan Montgomery has gone seven innings in all three of them and has allowed one run. One run with 17 strikeouts. That's an ERA of 0.43. In his last three starts, just outstanding for the Rangers. And Chris Stratton, also been very, very good. 20 appearances with Texas, seven runs in 28 to third innings, four holds, one blown save, 22 Ks, ERA 2.22, no runs in his last five appearances. Wow. With all this great pitching, you would have thought the Cardinals would have been much, much better this year. Because a lot of these guys seem to be flourishing just fine in other locations, which makes you makes you say, hmm, doesn't it? Maybe there's a problem here, and it's not a problem with the pitchers who are struggling. Although, you look at Jack Flaherty, who is, did not have any success really ex- outside of one game for Baltimore. So there's that as well. We're going to do some injury updates next on uh, Locked on Cardinals, including saying goodbye to one Nolan Aranato for the rest of the year and one guy who has actually left the team altogether. We'll get into it next on Lockdown Cardinals. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 on bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, which include the obvious stuff like spreads. But you've also got player props, and you've got over-unders and a whole lot more there. Plenty of things to keep football games entertaining, even if these guys aren't the teams you're really rooting for. Now, I suggested on Thursday night that you bet on the 49ers, and I hope you listen to me because they ended up covering, yeah, what a one. Monday night, we got two games again with the Eagles at Tampa Bay, and then you got the Rams at the Bengals. Now, Eagles are favor, uh, favored by four and a half as of right now. Bengals by two and a half as of right now at the time of this recording. Uh, personally, I'd be taking the Eagles and the Rams. And the Bucks. the Bucks have been very good so far this year. I think surprising a lot of people how well they've played. Uh, but the Eagles, man, they're just the Eagles, and I feel like eventually they're going to click, right? Like you've seen them run the ball. You've seen them throw kind of all right, but I feel like it's all going to come together here eventually and uh, could happen this week against the Bucks. They got so many weapons. And then the Bengals, we're not sure of the availability of their quarterback, Joe Burrow. We don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, it seems like they're leaning towards playing him, but... Even when he's been in, he hasn't been very good. So um, I, I kind of am digging the Rams on Monday night. So uh, don't tell my wife, though. She's a big Bengals fan. Anyway, visit FanDuel.com slash on Kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Cardinals will be at Milwaukee on Tuesday. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. The injuries have clearly taken a big bite out of uh, out of the roster and out of this lineup for the end of the season. The latest to go down: we lost Wilson Contreras with the wrist tendonitis, and uh, Nolan Arenado is done for the year with back spasms. And I'll be honest with you: I think these back things have been bothering Nolan a little bit more and a little bit longer than maybe they've led on. I, you could just tell. Arenado was fighting something since September. He wasn't swinging the bat quite the same. And I really noticed it when he would try to run. That's where, because Nolan Arenado normally gives 110% effort. Okay. Maybe here and there, there's a ground ball where he's like, "Eh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to get thrown out. But more times than not, he's busting out of that box. And he just looked really stiff and uncomfortable. Uh, since this last month began, so it didn't shock me when they placed him on the IL. The injury ends a streak of seven consecutive seasons with 30 home runs and 100 ribbies for Nolan. Uh, Arnado started with the worst of his career. Remember how bad he was then? Rallied to make his eighth NL All-Star game, then limped to the finish line because of the nagging back injury that clearly robbed him and zapped him of his power. Uh, hit 266 on the year, 26 home runs, the team-best 93 RBIs, but hit just 209 with no home runs and two doubles over the last 17 games in September, went homerless in his last 26 games of the season. Clearly something was not right with Nolan Arenado, And, um, you know, he tried to fight through it because he's a gamer and he wants to be there for his team and his teammates. But um, clearly something was up. So it's probably a smart idea to shut it down. Uh, The other news that we got was on Jojo Romero um who has been out since early September with that left knee tendinitis he returned to suburban LA for a personal family matter and according to Ali was not able to test out his left knee in a bullpen session that was originally planned for this weekend pushing back his schedule which will likely end Romero's season with just a week left to go so he's not even with the team right now as far as uh rehabbing or anything whatever the personal family matter is I'm sure he'll take care of it he'll be back with the club at some point but uh it appears that JoJo Romero's season um, has come to an end. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast for their series against the Brewers with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at JD Sports Radio and at LO underscore Cardinals. Like and subscribe on YouTube. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I will see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Let's get a quick update on the game. Oh my gosh, it's 12 to nothing. All right, I will see you guys on Monday. Smile.